0: I mean, listen, we're talking about
1: practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it.
0: But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook.
1: We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. One-on-one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball into right field. She-
0: people of earth welcome
1: people of earth to the wide open sportscast I'm Rick hey I'm Feds, and welcome back to the almost world famous wide open sportscast how are you doing Paul
0: we'll get there soon I'm doing great
1: don't call me Paul <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I'm sorry I had to keep doing right
0: but uh so man how have you been I, I know you've been t- doing some uh, more traveling you've been traveling all over the place man. yeah I've
1: been lucky man I uh, just got back from Seattle actually was out there for above and beyond group therapy 250 now i know what you're thinking no i was not out there for group therapy yes i am a crazy person but group therapy is above and beyond's radio show where they put out a new episode every week they do a two-hour radio show mainly focused on trance music and what they do is every 50 radio shows they do a live performance somewhere in the world they do like an iconic venue so they've done places in london they did madison square garden sydney amsterdam and for the 250th they did the gorge amphitheater in washington how was that it was one of the most beautiful views i've ever seen in my life that's awesome it was incredible views i'll post one of the pictures on our twitter for you to see i went out there with one of our good buddies and checked the whole thing out and it was simply it was stunning the concert was great the city of seattle is beautiful is it and also very convenient you can go anywhere in seattle in five minutes
0: i'm actually going on a business trip to seattle in january Dude, you're gonna love it yeah i'm I'm actually really excited about that because the last business trip that i went for this one association that i'm part of was mississippi now it was on the coast of mississippi and it was like very nice but it was still in mississippi so there wasn't a lot to do there so i'm excited about this because there's gonna be a ton to do in seattle but,
1: uh, yeah, it's definitely check out Pike Market. It's awesome. I, I, I want to go to one of the fish markets. It's so cool. Like, yeah, just them throwing around fish. Yeah, they just stand up front. The one place when you buy the fish, you have to go back behind the counter and they throw it at you, and you have to catch your salmon to take it home. Really? Yeah, so they go like, whoa, and they're all just like chucking around. There's one guy who's throwing crabs <laughs> nice. at other people. It was hysterical. It was great to watch. That could be taken in multiple ways. That was awesome. Checked out the pier. Didn't go up the Space Needle, but saw it. Our hotel was right You were like you,
0: you were pretty close by, because I remember seeing one of uh, Daryl, our, our buddy that you went out with. He had a picture by it, didn't
1: he? Yeah, because our hotel was right there. Okay, yeah. So, it was definitely an awesome experience. You're going to love it. And man, oh man, oh man, do they love their Seahawks, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, man. We're going to be uh, talking about them in a little bit. But let's let's jump into um, some baseball because some on. big big things are happening right now in baseball. Uh, Lots the all-
1: of big stuff in baseball. The
0: all-time home run record for MLB season has been achieved which is incredible. I didn't think that would ever pop out of the steroid era.
1: No, never. So uh, 5,649 home runs. That home run was hit by Kansas City Royals, Alex Gordon, last yeah. night.
0: That's, that's just incredible. And it's a, honestly a really exciting time in baseball, uh, not for me being a Mets fan, but just generally watching baseball. I mean, I've been getting into it more and more, and it's just been so good watching all the action in it. Uh, but, I mean, San Francisco hit a lot. I know Baltimore hit the most, which was like 200-plus. What was the number yeah, on that? Yeah,
1: I've got the number here. Baltimore led the way with 227 home runs, and the Giants held out the least. They hit 121.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, some big names in there like Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, a few others. They've been hitting... Like, ridiculous amount of home runs lately. It's fun watching Giancarlo stand right it, now. He's
1: at 58. Do you think he's going to get 62? Uh, Week and he, a half to go. I, I, I honestly think he hit one today against the Mets.
0: Um, I, I want to look up my ESPN, but I feel like I'm going to break my computer. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think he hit one today. Uh, I think he's going to hit it, um, which would be awesome. Because, uh, I mean, for him, he considers that to be the actual mark.
1: And um, what's great too to is there a lot of people as well and what's great too is they're mentioning the stats that it's not like the last time the record was set in the early 2000s in the steroid era where you had a majority you had a very small number of players hit a majority of the home runs a cool part to me about the record is also the record amount of players in the MLB with 10 or more home runs. So it's not just a small load of the players carrying it like the McGuire's, the Sosas, the Ken Griffey's, all of them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's playing their part. long
0: ball is back, baby.
1: well I think is making it very magical. Now they're talking about this this morning. Do you believe that this is gonna have some type of impact on the game? Like they were talking about pitchers saying the ball felt different this year. So is it the ball traveling? Is it just open, open? You know, open it up and swing for the fences. Ball being played more. There's also with the increase of home runs, there's an increase of strikeouts too.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, one of the biggest hitters was Aaron Judge this year, and he has a lot of strikeouts. He was on like a 31 game strikeout series, which is. Incredible, but so I was like uh, I'm home the runs. the the feel of the ball. That's actually kind of interesting to me. I wonder if they're actually going to do any tests on that, like bring it to like different universities or something.
1: The one guy talking this morning on Sports Center when I was up in my lovely hour five twenty in the morning, beautiful, was talking and saying about how pitchers had mentioned that the ball felt different this year. They don't know if it was softer, harder, the texture. They don't know what it is, but it's almost like. Are pitchers either throwing it, and since it's harder, it's traveling back faster. or pitchers not able to grip it as well? That's why the pitches are moving up in the plate and causing home runs. There were a few comebackers this year. Uh, oh, so, Who would you name as your comebackers?
0: No, no, no. Comebackers like the ball got Oh, hit the comebackers. Yeah, yeah, there yeah.
1: were definitely some of those. Yeah. So anything you're watching towards the end of this MLB season of course I'm watching Red Sox Yankees the Yankees beat the Twins again today both Red Sox and Yankees are on fire at the moment but ne- neither one of them is cooling off to concede the division race week and a half left I think it's going to go down to the wire and again as a Red Sox fan I'm just so scared because it's a movie I've seen time and time and time again and what about the Cleveland Indians, man? Wow. I mean, do we have a chance to talk about the Windians? No, I, I,
0: I think during that time, we were away. We were, up, we were on a little hiatus. But I mean, the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians on that winning streak of theirs was freaking incredible. I mean, I, I don't think it takes away from like what Moneyball was, like the uh, whole Oakland um, Athletics, because it's a little bit different because they actually have bit more money. But the fact that they were able to get that winning streak and what that meant to them – was huge I also saw a, a, a pretty good uh, shirt It was 23 wins So uh, This one company s- Sent out a shirt It was uh, You know Like every single time They put a W down For a win So Correct. it's just 23 W's And then Indians Right at the end It looks really cool It's like Ooh. In the red and wood red and Oh Indians <laughs> in they're red and blue
1: So I have a question for you here sure. okay? Go ahead So They had mentioned this on Mike and Mike And At first I thought that It was just going to be Blowing smoke But the record for the winning streak, the Cleveland Indians hit 22, and the record is the Giants had 26 straight wins in 1916. Okay. But here's the catch now. The Giants, in that winning streak, had a tie in the middle of that winning streak. Okay. They won 14, tied, and then won another 12.
0: Why was it a tie? Because it was like a rain out or something?
1: Darkness. Darkness. Interesting. I think that would happen today, but go on. Do you still consider that 2016 winning streak a winning streak if they had a tie in the middle?
0: It's not a losing streak. I like uh, to use the soccer
1: terms of an unbeaten streak, but it's not a winning streak per se. I,
0: I don't see it being that negative to the stats. Um, I, I definitely see it as a. Non losing streak more than a winning streak since it's being put like that because they definitely could have lost that game and
1: and honestly regardless twenty six games without losing if you're gonna call it an unbeaten streak or whatever that's still really really impressive
0: yes so I mean I, I, I they're obviously still a great team that team but I I don't see it as a as a negative thing towards the winning streak so I I would
1: say yes yes that was a winning streak do you where do you put the Indians as far as World Series right now. I know you you where you had them originally, but uh, I mean,
0: I still I still feel very strong about the Houston Astros, so I I can see them going to the American League Finals. Uh, I just don't see them getting past the Astros because the Astros are just so strong as well. I mean, those two teams, I think it's really between them right this moment. Uh, no, I would definitely agree with you. I mean, on the that. Dodgers like I'm I'm shocked how bad the Dodgers are doing right now. I mean, they've They've clinched already, uh, and I think they technically yes, they still have the most wins, so they would get home field advantage if they were to now that now it's not the All Star Games deciding it. They would get home field finish if they were to get into the World Series.
1: But the problem I feel like is that are they even going to get there because of how much they've cooled off? Uh, well, the
0: amount of games left, um, I I don't think they'll be in the wild card round. No way they're going to be in the wild card nah. round.
1: Diamondbacks are on a three-game losing streak now anyway, so that's it's pretty much putting it to bed.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're safe. It's, they're not going to be in the wild card round, which is good, kind of just like a rest-off period. Do I think they're going to get past the National League? At this point, no. Um,
1: Who stops them? I
0: would say either the uh, Nationals or uh, – I believe the Diamondbacks are still in it. Yeah, the Diamondbacks. I, I mean, the Diamondbacks were just, have been destroying them this year. I would well, love in, in the, in the to last. see the
1: Diamondbacks.
0: So if the Diamondbacks were to get past the, uh, their wildcard round, which most likely that's what they're going to be playing in. Actually, that is what they're going to be playing in. Uh, then I'd say they would beat the Dodgers. Um, but at this point, I don't see the National League winning the – world series right now it's it's definitely Can't, an american
1: league no definitely can the american league is definitely much stronger at the moment i feel like it's been that way for a few years now yeah you've had some nl champions but as far as strength of the conferences i feel like the al for a decent amount of time has been a stronger conference
0: yeah very true uh but i think that's all i have to say about baseball let's uh let's move into something exciting hockey is
1: back let's go yes. let's go devils oh.
0: Uh, pre-season. All right, that's uh, the, the preseason has started. Uh, some interesting things are happening right now in the preseason. First off, they're doing a, a preseason game in China. between the are and the Kings, that will be on Thursday. That's uh, really cool. Of the 21st. So, I mean, I don't know. I think they've played over in China before. Uh, but, I mean, the, it's just interesting that they're doing that because all these... All these leagues, including like the NFL, going to London and things like that. They're trying to expand their brand. Where's so... the
1: NBA going? <sighs> Doesn't the NBA play some games in Mexico, Mexico City? Now I'm pretty sure. Like I'm Bro- sure they I'm do. Sure Brooklyn's playing a game or two. I,
0: I honestly, to perfectly honest, I really don't know. I'm I'm sure they do, and like I know I know they have gone to different countries before. So are you saying like reg- they're going to be playing like regular season games there, or are they going to be playing preseason? I'm
1: pretty sure they're playing a regular season game in Mexico City. Yeah, I mean, just the, like I mean, how the, NFL the Raiders are. Yeah, yeah, the,
0: yeah. The Raiders always do it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely fact that's probably going to happen at this point. Um, another interesting thing that's happened. Uh, well, speaking back, a funny thing about the China game—they're playing in the Mer- Mercedes-Benz Arena how many of these places does mercedes-benz own um well not mercedes-benz
1: arena yeah mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta mercedes-benz superdome in louisiana yeah like come on can't you think of anything else like (laughs) no 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 other brand more creative
0: no other brand wants to jump in on that but i was looking at the stadium it looks like a spaceship the one in Shanghai. Really, I, 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 think, I, I believe it's in yet. Shanghai. It look, kind of looks like a spaceship. All right, let me
1: pull it up here real quick.
0: While um, you do, while you do that, uh, another interesting thing that's happened this preseason. Uh, so, as many people know, like we've said before in the past, uh, Mike Fisher has retired after seventeen seasons oh in the God. league with the Sens and the Preds. Are you looking at it now? Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. Uh, UFO is <laughs> in Shanghai. The aliens are here, people. Like, <laughs>
0: come on. Uh, so he was the uh, going back to Mike Fisher. He was the captain. Of the Predators before his retirement, so the Predators need to find a new captain. They have uh, named Roman Yosi, a the new captain of the Nashville Predators. Uh, well deserved. That guy has always been on the ice, working hard. Definitely a leader on that team. And I, and he's definitely worn the A before, so he de- definitely deserves the C for them. Uh, let's see if he would be able to bring them back to the Stanley Cup. So
1: we've definitely mentioned we think some of the moves that they've been making are the creating of a dynasty yeah they're definitely, in nashville which i would love to see
0: yeah i mean i I'd, I'd rather see it with the new jersey devils but definitely they're definitely creating some sort of dynasty something's brewing very well down nashville right now and then fi- uh finally for well not exactly finally but uh the vegas golden knights it is their first preseason and they have won their top t- or their first two games looking good in the process too looking good and scoring a couple hatch or one hat trick and scoring a lot. Their first game they won nine to like four. Jesus. Se- second game they won four to one. So they're doing well. I mean that is also a lot of prospects. So it won't be necessarily all the main guys playing, but still looking very good in uh the new arena
1: and And, and it's also going against other teams prospects as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean their their prospect pool is looking good.
1: Speaking I, of which looking at the number one overall pick Nico Heischer looking good with the devil scoring in his first game. That was great.
0: Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited about him. I really hope he does some some big things.
1: Nico to Rico.
0: Yeah man. That'd be sick.
1: So what's the other thing that's really impressive with the Golden Knights <laughs> the,
0: though? Uh the Golden Knights all, all these different teams now have been pulling like funny things on their social media.
1: Social media is going to be a theme today. Everybody, just wait. The,
0: the Vegas Golden Knights have been pretty much gold with like so, some of their uh, their tweets that they put out. <laughs> uh, for yeah, for example, uh, mostly every every team now, uh, right before the game, they'll tweet out like the starting lineup for their team. So it'd be like uh, for for hockey it's like they'll do one two three the first line one two three second line third line fourth line then like the next tweet it'll be the defensive lines and the goaltenders correct (laughs) so a lot of times they'll do that and sometimes other they'll tweet out the other team's starting lineup they did it as when they were facing the avalanche uh, i believe it was yesterday or two days ago they did it as Instead of listening to guys' names, they just went, guy, 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 guy. Guy, 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 guy. And then at the end, it was, man, that guy sure gets himself around. So the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter is going to be, again, gold. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see more from that social media side.
1: And then speaking of... Here's another thing that they tweeted after they beat the avalanche they tweeted us for them one and then type down all caps but hit an under space underneath it so that way it's just going straight down in a line oh really s-t-i-l-l-u-n-d-e-f-e-a-t-e-d w-o-o-h-o-o still undefeated nice woo-hoo! nice so that that's a good
0: thing. And uh, the final thing that's kind of come out of the preseason, uh, again, me and, me and Feds are big uh, New Jersey Devils fans. Best uh, team
1: in hockey might not be true, but they're number one in our hearts. Uh,
0: and unfortunately, some sad news has come out this week. Uh, the New Jersey Devils just signed uh, forward Brian Boyle. Um, definitely like a good leader, good guy to look up to. He's been in the league for years. Uh, played his college hockey uh, at Boston with uh, Corey Schneider, the goalie of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he has unfortunately been diagnosed with chronic melloid leukemia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry, doctors that are actually listening to this. Sorry. It is a type of bone marrow cancer that the Devil's Team doctors are saying can be treated with medication. Basically, that it could be just oral medication to help treat this. So the man has cancer. Uh, I mean, leukemia is pretty bad. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> And, uh, and he's going to be able to take uh, medication just orally. So he doesn't have to like go through chemo or anything, which is great. 100% great thing. Another huge thing though, he is going to be playing through this. So he's going to be on the ice while he has cancer. Now, if that isn't inspiring, I don't know what else is. That is just
1: incredible. Yeah. yeah that's, that's good. It's, it's phenomenal. It's cheers to you. Yeah, man. Brian. Cheers
0: to you. And like, uh, this whole week, going back to Twitter, like a bunch of uh, different stars in the NHL were tweeting out to him. Different teams to Brian Boyle's Twitter
1: account. The funny thing is, the Rangers had tweeted out to him as well.
0: I mean, yeah, th- I, but I mean, going back to like say, another like,
1: thing that's bigger than the game. Yeah, right it's, now. it's
0: bigger than the game. It's similar to what like what New York City did for Boston during the Boston Marathon bombing and things like that. Correct. Playing so, sweet
1: Caroline in Yankee Stadium.
0: So yeah, so I mean, definitely when there's, there's the game, then there's real life. So definitely putting that kind of like real-life mentality to the forefront with this. I mean, good on them. And God bless you, Brian Boyle. I hope you get through this. Uh, big hashtag, hashtag BoyleStrong is going around right now. So if you guys want to tweet him some well words, go ahead and tweet that to him. Hashtag BoyleStrong.
1: Speedy recovery, Brian. Let's go, Devils. Let's
0: go, man. And let's, uh, after that note, let's move into something else. All right, let's move into a little bit of basketball. Uh, first things first, uh, some big trade rumors. Now, this one has been off and on throughout the whole summer.
1: I feel like it's been going on for the past little while now. It, it, at
0: this point, it just feels like an eternity. But it's Melo uh, says and his and his group are saying that he will likely be traded to the Rockets by Monday. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's camp is cautiously optimistic that the star forward will be traded to the Houston Rockets before Monday. This is according to Frank DeSola of the New York Daily News.
1: Very interesting. Still don't think it makes him a title contender, though.
0: Uh, it wouldn't... I, I mean, it'll definitely push him farther, the Rockets. That is farther into the playoffs. And they could definitely be a Western Conference final. I could definitely see that with, with their group down there right now. But out excuse the beep outside uh i don't believe it until i see it at this point yeah i mean this is this whole talk's been happening off and on throughout the summer like we just said if, if it doesn't happen like i'm not going to be surprised if it happens i'm not going to be surprised at it's this like point it's like
1: those long drawn out soccer transfer sagas like gareth bale's going to man united for the past 5 years cristiano ronaldo's been going back to united for the last 7 years and Here's my thing with Melo. Okay. Honestly. He's a great player, but for me, I feel like he just kills the vibe. For this reason. Yes, Melo's an excellent point scorer. He puts up, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight points. He also takes like forty freaking shots a game. He does, yeah. He just chucks the ball up. You but, know, um, it's like like yes, I understand too when he was on the Knicks. He he's does. He's not he doesn't working like- with a lot.
0: Yeah, he's not working with a lot, and he doesn't have a lot to pass to, so he kind of
1: has to do that. So, like, I saw him play the Hornets a few years ago, and Melo comes out first half, finishes with six points, was one for nine shooting, Hmm. and then comes out and puts up 30 points in total, but his final, like, his shooting total was 33%. He hit, like, 11 out of his 30 shots he took. Uh, So I'd be interested to see if that's going to change Especially with uh, Chris Paul and James Harden together in Houston. I,
0: I mean, he's definitely... Chris
1: Paul's definitely going to be the one doing the passing mm-hmm. there. So I think that's going to be interesting, seeing if they're going to bring the banana boat together in Houston, that famous picture of all of them together. And it's, it's been a known fact that Chris Paul and Melo have wanted to play together for a while, as long as bring Dwight Howard into the party. But I can only imagine how a Dwight Howard uh, return to Houston would go.
0: Yeah, he's kind of lost his game at this point.
1: Yeah, he's he's irrelevant
0: now. Now, an- another uh, trade rumor that's been happening around, uh, and apparently it, there's a good likelihood of this happening, Jaheel Okaford, uh is probably going to be dealt. The reason why is the 76ers right now, because they have such a young, talented team, they may not have a spot for him on the team.
1: And I feel like they, that was part of that, the beginning of the trust the process when the mm-hmm. fans were asking what is the process when they were drafted like three straight centers in a row. Yes, and same thing with I wasn't impressed with Nerlens Noel. Well. wasn't surprised to see him go, and I wasn't impressed with the Okafor either. I think the options they have now, obviously Embiid, is the way to go. Yes. And you got Ben Simmons coming in, and they've made a lot of really great moves. I I do think the Sixers have a chance of being a playoff team, so maybe the process officially comes into fruition this year because, A, the East is so weak. Very weak. And you have a lot of young talent on there, but my only thing with the Sixers is besides for Julio Okafor, at the moment, a lot of that talent is unproven talent.
0: Speaking of that talent, though, you just, you just mentioned him. Uh, Joel Embiid has not been cleared yet for 5v5 play and look likelihood of him having to take it slow. So this trade rumor came out pretty much uh, a few hours before this Joel Embiid story just came out. So maybe this isn't as true as people are saying, but I don't know. I could definitely see it happening. I I mean, Joel Embiid is definitely, definitely the better player. And I don't, they're not even in the same spot, like uh, on the roster, but the fact that he may not be ready to play by the regular season may be a stopping ground for uh, Okafort staying in Philly. But uh, let's th- let's end it uh, with that. Those are the two big trade details that we're gonna go into.
1: And we also got one more big thing to mention. Yeah, I'm NBA gonna let you week. we're gonna let you handle this one. Uh, so this one was very interesting as well. And brought up this whole new front of do athletes have secret Twitters? Uh, you might know what I'm about to talk about. Kevin Durant was apparently trying to use a secret Twitter when communicating with a 16-year-old fan about Durant leaving, and he, Durant tweeted apparently what he thought was his fake Twitter. Um, stuffs bad mouth, bad mouthing. Billy Donovan as a coach, Russell Westbrook, and the entire Thunder organization. It came from his verified Twitter account. Whoopsie. Whoops. Don't have more than one Twitter account, folks. And he goes on saying then, he does an interview. He said he's really sorry about it. Uh-huh. He was trying to use a secret Twitter account. One that he literally goes out and tweets at himself and tries to like talk himself up to other people so
0: Uh, it's just crazy to me
1: yeah so but they're saying someone (laughs) i was just reading something actually before we started the show on it that someone thinks an analyst thinks that probably 40 percent of the sports sporting world has these fake twitter accounts
0: i can definitely believe that Um, they just like stir up controversy to help kind of
1: like help their brand we just talked about it jaleel okafor said that when he was at duke they saw Mike Krzyzewski using multiple Twitter accounts. Really? They would notice it on the bus, and they knew that Mike Krzyzewski was using secret Twitter accounts to spy on his players to make sure they weren't posting inappropriate things.
0: I mean, like, like I said, I definitely see that because getting people all riled up over over someone or someone's brand like, is just free publicity. So it doesn't shock me that Kevin Durant – I mean, it kind of, it in a way it kind of shocks me he got he got caught cuz he's so he, he tweets so much that like I can't see him doing that. Not saying that I haven't done that before with uh, certain things like for example, I was in charge of my fraternity's social media account. One time I actually started tweeting on the, the fraternity's Twitter and not my Twitter cuz I had both of them on my phone. So I've kind of done that before. And I see that definitely happening. But for him being so pro- relevant and, like, just tweeting all the time on social media, for him it's, I wouldn't say it's unexcusable, but it's just, like, you got to think twice before you tweet. But especially since he's so controversial on Twitter. And he just, he loves riling people up, especially after he just released those shoes of and, his.
1: And to do it, once again, it adds another chapter to the never-ending saga of the Westbrook-Durant breakup. Please tell me, speaking of this misuse Twitter, and we're going to get into more stuff about Twitter again very soon, please tell me over the week you saw the thing with Ted Cruz and his Twitter. Yeah, I, I saw that. With someone liking the porno, <laughs> and it came up as a like on his Twitter account.
0: Yeah, it was like some weird porno. It was like stepmom porno or something yeah, like that.
1: And then you know that he's going to go back, and then how it's going to come up. There's a lion Ted, L-Y-N apostrophe, lion Ted Cruz. dude that that was just so ridiculous
0: and like i don't want to like i don't want to think that like ted cruz was the one that liked that because he said multiple people did but at the same time i could definitely see it being him but totally
1: totally he's lying ted (laughs) oh god but so uh let's, we're gonna get into more about some twitter stuff coming up in a little bit let's jump into uh the, i think that's the end of uh big
0: basketball thing so that's uh preseason all these sports that.
1: are finally about to start back up and we're really gonna hit it we're gonna hit our first busy season yeah man
0: and speaking of busy season the nfl is in its busy season uh why don't you uh go with some of the big highlights of the week here?
1: well let's get into who's busy losing first Yes. For the first time, keeping it local for our New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Tri-State audience, for the first time since 2007, both the New York Jets and New York Giants are 0-2 together, both losing their first two games and being miserably outscored. The Giants, not as much as the Jets. The Jets at least put up a fight with the Bills for a little bit, then they got smacked by the Raiders, but... First things first, let's just talk about what has been obvious and something that we were calling before we even started this show almost two months ago now. Yeah. Is this what we expected of the Jets?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I expect them to kind of go 0-16. Uh, I don't expect them to be completely out of it every single week like they were against the Raiders, though. Because um, considering the players on the Jets don't want to lose – they're not going to all have jobs next year if they lose. So, them losing is going to cost them the players a lot of money. So, they are going to play their heart out. It's just they I don't think they're coached well and they're kind they kind of just blew up their whole system just having young players there. So, they I kind of
1: completely kinda, blew up the system. Yeah.
0: So, I I do expect this from the Jets. Uh, but I don't expect them to be blown out every single week. Like they were against the Raiders. They,
1: they they did play well with the Bills.
0: They did play well, but I mean, at the same time, the Bills are probably not on the same level as the Raiders. Nope. So,
1: but you know what the Raiders don't do as well. What's that? Circle the wagons. Oh boy. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nice dude. Ah, uh, but now, what do you think of the Giants starting off zero two in the way that they have? Um, it's kind of shocking. Uh, I mean, I think the
0: biggest thing that's like the shock, the most shocking thing right now, uh, is the receiving, uh, the offense of the Giants. Like I knew their offensive line was bad. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Uh, for two weeks, just Eli just rushing and trying to get the, his life. get the hell out, get the hell out there. And like a lot of people are going to be blaming Eli for this past loss. Oh,
1: that's next.
0: But I. I know I'm I'm skipping ahead. It I mean it's partially his fault, but I'm, he's definitely not the the main concern there. Um, warning signs for the Giants. They, obviously they're they're signing all the wrong players because they signed Brandon Marshall and he has butterfingers all of a sudden. Uh, they don't have an offensive line. They don't have a run game. We every defense
1: diddly poo offensively. Every,
0: every defense that they are facing knows that they're gonna throw it, so they're just gonna play zone. So, Odell Beckham Jr., Brand Marshall, Sterling Shepard—I don't know which tight end they have oh, this year. Ingram. Point. Ingr- oh, yeah, that's right. They they drafted Ingram. I think that was that was a good draft. But I mean, I don't think he's also a very good uh, blocking tight end. Uh, he they 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 can't pass because everyone knows that they're just going to drop into zone. Like I don't ever really recall a team that has this bad of a offensive line to lead to such a bad run game. Because I think, I mean, they probably only average like two yards per run.
1: So yeah, I'm, Perkins I'm like, yeah. is definitely not the answer there. I mean, it's, at the I, moment. But yeah, then again, when you have that I, offensive line,
0: yeah. I mean, I it, even if, if if Perkins had like an offensive line, like say the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, he'd be running like Ezekiel Elliott at times. Not all the time, but at times he would have runs like Ezekiel
1: Elliott. He is running like Ezekiel Elliott at the moment after Zeke had eight carries for nine yards. Yeah, that was kind of So shocking. they are running like each other right now. But my most shocking thing for the Giants, I mean, me as an Eagles fan, I get pleasure out of watching the drama in Giants town. But as a casual fan of the sport I'm concerned about, was McAdoo calling Eli out at the press conference after the game the play clock running out on that fourth and one from the goal line
0: i mean that's def. that was definitely his fault that was that was definitely a concern so
1: here's my thing go ahead so yeah it was totally eli's fault like mcadoo had said he was correct in the sense of that that it's like you've you're a two-time mvp of Mm -hmm. the super bowl quarterback even though i'm still a firm believer that his defense has won him those super bowls but once again i am a Biased asshole Eagles fan. That's
0: you know, that's just a Manning thing. Yeah, at least for the past three. But go <laughs> um, ahead.
1: So my thing is that why don't like if you're not liking the play call, you're not looking at what you're seeing in a fourth and one situation right there, and it's known Ben McAdoo is still really trying to figure out his play calling strategies. Yes. Why not call a timeout? Uh, why not call that timeout? You're in a fourth and one on the goal line because and it, what could possibly turn the game around? Like, why not take that timeout? I mean, the
0: only the only thing I could really defend at this point would be that they were trying to save their timeouts for, towards the end of the game, which if you're down by that much, generally that's what teams do. Uh, so him not getting the ball off in time, I mean, that's inexcusable in itself and shouldn't have never happened, uh, but that's probably what they were thinking at that time and probably what uh, McAdoo was thinking as well. I mean... Like, like you said, he's still trying to figure this shit out. And it doesn't look like he's doing a very good job at it. At least at this point. So we'll have to see what the future entails for Eli McAdoo, the offense. I mean, they're saving grace is their defense. Their defense is decent. Yeah, and the more it's more than, it's more than it's more than decent. That's that, that was that was insulting. It's more than decent. Uh, and Greg, uh, the guy that we just had on uh, last time Jeff. for the uh, – was it Jeff? Jeff. Oh, my God, dude. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, Jeff <laughs> – he supposed to aim with a G, so I just thought Greg. Uh, Jeff uh, from uh, Giants Insider was saying that they're going to be good this year because of their defense. Now, their defense is holding up, but their offense needs to do something. And if their offense isn't going to do anything, I mean, then they're screwed. I mean, there's, there's no way that they can avoid this for too long. Like, they need to sign someone. They need to bring someone in. Like, a lot of people were saying, uh, or after after week one, I was listening to this on, like, First Take and Sports Center, all those shows, that they should try to go after Adrian Peterson because, obviously, he's not too happy down in New Orleans right now.
1: No, not at all.
0: But what do you think is going to happen with Adrian Peterson? One, he's not the Adrian Peterson of
1: six, seven years ago. And teams are apparently still trying to figure that out.
0: And teams are still trying to figure that out. I completely agree about that. But at the same time, it's still the same offensive line. You need to find something there. And teams now are not going to be training their offensive line. Like, these, like the Giants need to start drafting people. Otherwise, Eli is going to get hurt. It's actually kind of amazing Eli hasn't gotten hurt
1: yet. He has, by far, the Giants record for most consecutive starts.
0: Which, I mean, he rightfully deserves... I mean, he's he's a better quarterback than I think people are getting out to him. He is definitely not the best. He may not be in the top ten anymore, but he is definitely a better quarterback than people give him credit for it. And unfortunately, it's because of the situations he's been put in. So
1: let's take a look at some teams are doing good. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with this. Go ahead, Chiefs. Yeah, man. And Kareem Hunt ripped the heart out of me this week even though I did chalk the Eagles up as a loss I like I didn't see them going in and winning in Kansas City in the first place. Did
0: oh, here's the question cuz I know you have him on his fancy on your fantasy team, did you play him?
1: Yes, I did. Whoops. Thanks Kareem Hunt. Yeah, man. Thank you. But yeah, I started you again 2-0 in my work fantasy league. I actually picked up the win in our league too this week. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude,
0: this 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 week in fantasy was horrible i have four teams and i only won one of them and i shouldn't have won one of them you know why i won that one why brandon marshall <laughs> brandon marshall didn't do shit and i won it because there's we only have one player left brandon marshall i think he had a total of one catch i think he had two actually but still he should have had, had a lot more he just played like shit but thank you brandon marshall for playing like shit so i was able to beat joe this week but <laughs> but go, but go so, ahead
1: rick are the chiefs for real yes I, I think so, too. they are going to go over our real. power rankings in a second. I think that we have them towards the top. How long do you think they carry it on for? Do you think that they have a legitimate chance? They, to, are, they are a contender. I don't first, think... are they going to ups- beat the Raiders to the division?
0: Uh, yes. I think they're a more complete team than the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, uh, I don't necessarily tr- trust Carr all the time. I mean, he's very good but he also makes mistakes. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I'm curious if he's going to be able to continue this. I mean, it was nice that he was able to have a year off.
1: Dance his way to a victory over the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> Jets were not very happy about by the way. Yeah,
0: definitely not. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily be happy about it either. But as an outsider, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't give a crap about that. Uh, but I just feel like the Chiefs overall are a more sound team. Now, they do have the stigma of Andy Reid and the way he treated his playoff teams with the uh, with the Eagles. I I hope he Don't would eventually get learn. get me started. <laughs> I hope he would eventually learn that. But I think the Chiefs are definitely
1: legit. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I could see it. So before we go in and we're going to talk about our power rankings and some key matchups of the week, we got three other points to hit on. First one, let's talk about one that I'm really interested in, the lack of attendance for both L.A. teams at the moment, the Rams and the Chargers. The Chargers are playing in a 28,000-seater soccer stadium, sub hub center home of the Los Angeles Galaxy. And they couldn't even sell that out. And now, go, it's, Chargers, go! I mean, possibly the fact that they are charging $100. To park.
0: Or, wait, oh one
1: hundred dollars for parking. What? I don't know. I, I I haven't been to a
0: regular at a season. soccer stadium. I haven't been to a regular season game in a long time. But I, if
1: it's 100, at a soccer stadium, hundred
0: dollars to park. And look, what? I
1: love soccer very much, but I think the MLS is shit on the global scale of the world of soccer. But. It's, it's a twenty eight thousand soccer it's not like this brand new thing if if you're looking at it from an NFL perspective. You're playing at a small soccer stadium in LA and you can't sell it out, so you charge a hundred dollars to park. I mean that's gonna
0: that's gonna turn more fans away. The the lack of fans that they have. I mean honestly this this ownership group has kinda turned the Chargers like fans away. 100%. I mean, one, they're, to get, like, to San Diego, to L.A., I think it's a few hours with with just traffic around L.A. and that whole area is just complete shit. So for them to get down there and to drive back that same day, it would be, like, a 18-hour day.
1: Which, by the way, when I was... Wow, really? I, I, think, I think I read something wow. about that. It's just stupid. Wow. Oh, wow.
0: But,
1: wow. <laughs> they, um, so, actually funny you mentioned that. So when I was in Seattle, I was in Seattle on Sunday when the Seahawks were playing the 49ers. Did you go to a tailgate? I did not. We didn't have the opportunity to. I remember
0: you were talking about that. Yeah, we app. were
1: going to. We were too tired from the concert we went to. True. But driving into Seattle on game day, there was no traffic. It was beautiful. And it was a sold-out game, too. You would have no idea the Seahawks were playing, but it was beautiful. No traffic at all. You didn't hear them screaming? Out. Well, because the game hadn't started yet. Oh, true, because true. Because 1 o'clock out there. You know, we think of it, oh, it's a 4:15 game, so mm-hmm. Benair is already uh, 1 o'clock. But when you're looking at the Rams, too, I mean, the Rams are promising. They're building. They're, yeah, they're yeah. they You they're all the right laughed direction. at me when I kept Todd Gurley in I, I my think, fantasy league. still think you could have done a little
0: bit better in Todd Gurley, but go ahead.
1: And he put up 25 for me this week, and actually has been doing well, so knock on wood, that keeps going. But you look at the Rams; you would think the Trojans are playing because of the amount of red seats in the stadium. Speaking of which, here's a stat for you. You ready for this one? Yeah. So obviously USC and Texas had that national championship rematch game in the the, great, the
0: greatest game that never happened.
1: Yeah. Uh and great game. USC won in overtime on a field goal. Excellent, excellent game. That was, there that was, was a fun game to watch. More people at the USC Texas game than the Rams and Chargers game combined.
0: I mean, that just says something right there. And it's almost like, I mean, USC is definitely back on the map. I know, like, last time we were talking, you were talking about uh, is Penn State back on the map, and they've been back for at least over a year. USC is definitely back. USC is definitely back, which is awesome. Um, Hopefully they won't get into any more controversies like they did a few years back. But the way I I compare this to is... Uh, I like I said in the past I love watching 30 for 30s the ESPN uh, films that they put out when they did the one about Miami like the, the U it was kind of like this the U was bigger than the Miami Dolphins and this was during the Miami Dolphins heyday USC is bigger than professional football now both of them just got back excuse me both of them just got back there So that could be a factor in it, but still, you, the NFL has obviously invested a lot of time into moving to LA, and the
1: money's going to come soon when a new stadium's built. And hopefully, it does.
0: I mean, but at this point, like, it just looks—it's so disappointing. Like it was—it's so
1: underwhelming. The, I mean, and it's ironic too because out of those teams in that area, guess who has the biggest following? The Raiders. Yes, and where are the Raiders going? Vegas. Yeah, that's 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 that whole area is just all screwed up. Wake
0: up, up Roger. Uh, I, see, I don't blame Roger necessarily. You that clown. One. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just so underwhelming right now. I mean, Raiders fans either have to ch- change their fanhood. Well, that's
1: a stupid thing to say. They don't have to do shit. That, that's a really loyal uh, fan base out there. Yeah, right? it's
0: such a loyal fan base and. I mean, they're going to now have to travel to Vegas. I mean, I don't mind doing that. Eventually, I want to do that for the yeah, Vegas we'll, Golden We'll Nights. be going there
1: for a Devils game out there. Yeah, someday I want to do that.
0: But uh, for California fans to go travel to Vegas, I mean, that's definitely not too bad. Um, I mean, I'm from what I've read, flights from, like, California to Vegas are, like, nothing. Uh, cause, just because it's so close. Right. Right there. It's right there. Uh, and <laughs> it's just... The, the fact that the Raiders have a bigger fan base there, I mean, it's because they were there originally. Correct. Or not not originally, during a time when there was no football there.
1: And the Raiders were very good at that time period, and too. The Raiders
0: were very good at that time period, uh, during the Howie Long days. Uh, it's just crazy to me. I, I I definitely botched this up here, but that's just crazy to me that they can't find any sort of fanhood out there. I mean, eventually, I think some, some people, like the stragglers, the non, uh, non-fans non are eventually going to become fans, at least of the Rams. The Rams are in a better spot than the Chargers, but I, I don't see anything good with yeah. the Chargers moving there right now. I mean... I can, I can compare it to the Jets and the Giants because they play in the same stadium, and that's going to happen when L.A. builds that,
1: that stadium. But they sell out every game. They, they sell out every game, the and attendance. they both have
0: solid fan bases. Now, both of them have been there for years. So now saying that in probably about 10 years, if, the, if they both stay in that area, I mean, the Rams are definitely staying in that area considering the stadium that they're building because it is the Rams' stadium and the – I want to say San Diego Chargers. The LA Chargers are renting out space uh kind of like what the Jets did for years, but now they kind of now they share the stadium. Uh that Rams are going to be in a good spot. I don't know about the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So,
0: let's uh let's jump into the power rankings. Uh we did our top 5 this week. What did you got for us, Feds?
1: Uh here's my top 5 coming in to week 3. Number 1, I'm putting the Raiders I think the Raiders are looking really good. I'm actually pretty high on Derek Carr, so I'd like to see them do well. Number two, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I would still like to see them pull off another big win. Third, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's look solid. They got a little scare from the Browns. Fourth, New England answered back in a big way by blowing out the Saints. Tom Brady with three touchdowns in the first quarter alone. But you know that's coming when the Patriots lose. You know Tom's coming back pissed off and is just going to go tee off. And in fifth, I will put the Falcons after a big win over the Packers after surviving a scare in week one from the Bears. How about you?
0: Okay, so here's my power rankings. I have the Chiefs first. I, I think they have faced more proven talent than the Raiders. Uh, I think they are top class overall. Uh, they have one of the top running backs that they just found out of, the, out of nowhere pretty much. They have one of the top uh, returners slash wide receivers in Hill. Like Hunt and Hill, that's just a, that's a great one-two punch comparable to, say, like the Steelers, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Should have started me, idiot. But but I, I have them at one. I have the Raiders at two. Um, I think they're definitely good, but I don't think they're on the level of the Chiefs yet. And they played the jet. They played the Jets, and then week one they played uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee is definitely more proven than the Jets, but I still don't say that that the two wins that they have are better than the wins that the Chiefs had. The man, Chiefs have speaking had
1: been, of which, the Titans came out of nowhere to beat the Jags, man. Yeah,
0: but uh, here's
1: a. I'll give you a fun fact before you continue. Sorry to interrupt. Here's a fun fact for you. Mm -hmm. Blake Bortles has never been defeated by a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Everyone should follow Blake Bortles Facts on Twitter. Really
1: go follow Blake Bortles Facts. (laughs) Shout out to Blake Bortles Facts. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. When I I need to laugh, I just look at your Twitter account.
0: Dude, that's so good. Definitely check those guys out. Uh, Number three, I have the Patriots. Um, Week one was definitely kind of a hiccup for them. Uh, Not discounting the Chiefs win because I think we definitely were kind of like saying – like definitely pushing that underneath the carpet a little bit. Yeah, I
1: would say that.
0: Uh, so but they're definitely not the Patriots of last year and a few years back. That there's and they they have a lot of problems with their wide receiver core right now, getting injured. Amendola is returning to practice week this week, but it's not sure yet if he's going to be playing this week. Uh, fourth, I have the Falcons. Uh, they did get the scare against the uh, against Chicago, uh, but they they did prove themselves. This week against Green Bay. Now, Green Bay also doesn't have the greatest defense, but it's not the worst defense. Uh, but they pretty much were in two different gunslinger battles, kind of like what the Patriots were against New Orleans this week. But they are in two different gunslinger battles uh, when Atlanta had a good week, week one. Uh, and then week two, when they won again, uh, I think that that was good. And five, I I almost don't want to put the Steelers in five. i I'm, I'm questioning if I want to have the Steelers in there, but, like, I don't know of anyone else that I would want to put in there. I would almost want to, like, consider someone like like an underdog almost at this point, like Denver, just because their defense is so good and their offense is definitely surprising. But I'm putting the Steelers in number five, and we actually both have the same top five, just in different order. Uh, my thing with the Steelers being in five, week one, they played, like, crap against the Browns. Now, I don't want to give the excuse out that there's not as, as much film on the Browns as there was or because they're a very young team but still it's the Browns I mean they're definitely not as bad as the Jets this year. Brownsy. But they are still a bad team. And then this week when they face the Vikings uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest Uh, it was it was like God was looking down on the Steelers for (laughs) I want to say injuring Sam Bradford for having Sam Bradford not play if Sam Bradford played the way, because he played very well week one, and I think he is a pretty good quarterback, not a top ten, but definitely good, and he has good so chemistry. So you are not
1: in the Sam Bradford camp.
0: I, I mean, he had bad years with the Eagles. I get, I get your bias on that. But if, if Sam Bradford played this past weekend against the Steelers, the outcome would have been completely different. Uh, the Steelers quite possibly would not have been two and zero. I think if Sam Bradford played, uh, obviously more touchdowns, a touchdown, no, more touchdowns would have been scored for the Vikings. Uh, Actually, it's a touchdown because I don't think they scored a touchdown. Uh, And the defense I'm not high on. And of course, our first round draft pick, TJ Watt, injured his hamstring, so hopefully he'll be good to go week three. But I mean, our defense is still not great. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still... get He's getting better. He had to, definitely had a better week this week, especially against a defense like the Vikings. He had a pretty good week, so it's it's only going up right now for Le'Veon Bell because week one was a shit show for him. Uh, and I will say Ben Roethlisberger was definitely finding more chemistry with, like, Marteus Bryant scored a touchdown with him. That was very nice to see. But I'm not too... I'm a Steelers fan that's not too high on the Steelers right now. Like... It's, it's not there for me. Uh, so it's hard for me to put him in top five, but at this point, there's not much really to go
1: off of. So And we kind of hit on this already. Let's talk about a player that a lot of people, especially in New York, are not very high on at the moment. Brandon Marshall.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that is shocking to me. And Like, like I just said, uh, thanks to Brandon Marshall, I won at least one fantasy league this week.
1: And thanks to Brandon Marshall, we have more Twitter stuff to talk about this week.
0: Yeah, true. So, uh, big thing about uh, Brandon Marshall this week is, I guess people don't necessarily know this, um, there are two Brandon Marshalls. Uh, one is, of course, on the New York Giants, which people are very angry about right now. The other one is a linebacker for the Denver Broncos. Now, he, right now he's pretty big on, He's he was one of the people that uh, kneeled last year uh, for the National right. Anthem. But a lot of people were tweeting Brandon Marshall of the Denver Broncos nasty tweets. They were meant for Brandon Marshall of the
1: New York Giants. It's Just like John
0: Jones so all over like, again. This was like the similar thing to John Jones, except it was one athlete to another athlete, not one athlete to a IT guy or whatever he was.
1: It's something along those lines, but,
0: yeah. I mean, he was doing tweets. and In my opinion, it wasn't as good as the John Jones ones. I mean, Brandon Marshall, the way he was tweeting back... It was like he was making it angry towards him, so I think that was funny. So it was like kind of just like people thought that Brandon Marshall of the Giants were ang- was he was angrily tweeting back at the fans, so that was pretty funny. But uh I don't think it was
1: as good as the John Jones no, one. going to be after bad. the
0: after the steroids scandal.
1: John, why are you juicing? Well, I mean, yeah, I am juicing. I've got orange juice, apple juice. I mean, that was classic. Yeah, man, that was good. Uh, and
0: then one that actually just came out, uh, not not tweet next thing, actually something that actually just came out a few hours ago, I, I was reading this, apparently Sammy Watkins of the LA Rams uh, is a flat earther. So that's oh
1: just... no. Yeah man, so yeah, another one of those. You know that they're saying the reason why the earth is flat is if you look at Houston and Hurricane Harvey and the flooding right now, that if the earth was round, the water would have run off the side. So stupid. That we so are doomed stupid. we're doomed uh
0: but another another big thing that just came out uh today was uh richard sherman richard sherman always has very very loud opinions uh not necessarily good not necessarily bad no um, but uh he's ripping the NFL's injury reporting rules uh basically saying our injury his quote was our injury report Is specifically to make sure the gamblers get their odds right. So he's pretty much saying that the report needs needs to be put in early so the odds in Vegas can be set. Uh, Now, to to an extent, that, that it that it does affect the gambling odds, but in no way do I think that's why it's there. I think it's for obviously it's for the safety of the of the athletes. But what, what's your opinion on this, Feds?
1: Yeah, I got to agree. I think it's just Richard Sherman trying to be Richard Sherman.
0: <laughs> Richard Sherman trying to be Richard Sherman.
1: And that's the whole thing that everyone's talking about at the moment is, I forget who else it was too, was injured. I think it was Odell, and people are complaining about fantasy, and Odell goes, I could give a fuck about your fantasy team. This is my real team.
0: I mean, that's so true. I mean, he he shouldn't have to worry about that. And I'm I'm sure people like NFL stars get tweets all the time now from uh, different players or different uh, fantasy owners saying, Come on, man, you got to catch this much. You got to run this much. Get your act together, yeah. But in no way do I think the injury policy, uh, this part of the injury policy, is for that. Uh, I think it's a little ridiculous that Richard Sherman would even think that. I don't know why he would even think that. Or I wouldn't say why. I mean, because, I mean, in a way, it's kind of true that it does affect odds, it's like, say, if a big player is out. Uh, it does affect the odds of that, that team winning or losing, according to Vegas. But in no way, that's what it's for. Uh, let's get into uh, some of your key matchups this week, Feds. What's All right, for us? let's
1: hit it. So the first key matchup that I have this week, Giants at Eagles. The Eagles looking to rebound, and Giants are looking to avoid starting 0 and 3 Who are you taking there? Eagles. Bird Gang. Bird Gang. Cowboys yeah. at Cardinals. That's going to be a big one. Cardinals coming off a big comeback win against the crap Indianapolis Colts. And the Cowboys looking to rebound after a walloping from Denver. Who are you taking in Arizona? I'm taking the Cowboys. And then uh, the, only really the third big game of the week. Uh, Bengals at Green Bay. Bengals for the soul's sake that they're trying to save their season.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean Packers. The, the pack's definitely got to win that one. Um, I think another big game, uh, that is going to be kind of like underneath the radar. Uh, they're in two different divisions, but it's just going to be a very entertaining game. The Buccaneers and the Vikings. I think that's that'll gonna be, be good. That's going to be a great game. Uh, who would you take in that?
1: Uh, there, I would probably take the Bucs. Like in the Bucs, I'm riding the Bucs right now with Jameis. I think they're looking good.
0: I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely ride the the bus with Jameis. Um, they're definitely going to be a strong contender. Now, the only reason why, actually, the only reason why they're not in my top five, I would say, this week is because they only play one game where everyone else has played two. So I've seen everyone else play more games. But, I mean, they looked good this past weekend because uh, they, they sh- did they shut out? Uh, they almost shut out the Bears 29-7. to 7. I mean, it is the Bears. They're not that good this year. But, I mean, still, 29-7 20, is a huge, huge walloping. Uh, and my final game that I think is going to be pretty big this week kind of under the radar as well is a divisional game NFC West Rams vs. 49ers Um, NFC West games are always close well not always but they're entertaining to watch I think the Rams are definitely going to take this over the 49ers but I feel like the 49ers uh, defensively are great or not great they're good Uh, offensively they suck besides, like, Carlos Hyde getting fancy points. Uh, And I wish some receivers on that core would get more catches. But I would say the Rams are going to take that, and that that matchup's going to be fun to watch. Who would you take in that? For which one again? The 49ers
1: and Rams? Yes. I would probably end up taking the Rams there. Yeah. I think the Rams, the Rams, again, they're not there yet, but they are promising. Yeah, man. So i like to see where they're going to go from there. I think a win there would be a good step, you know, taking on a divisional rival.
0: All right, let's move on to our next segment. All right, this segment is Questionable Calls. Every week we decide to come up with some interesting questions, thought-provoking somewhat. Some may say yes, some may say yo. Brought to you by
1: Rick's mouse to his computer. Thank you.
0: First one, uh, Feds, this is your question. What you got for us?
1: Why are the NFL viewership rates dropping still? In the first two weeks, the rates are still dropping. Why? Um, so, first off, I think, like, the, the big
0: one that's there is definitely the political side of it now. Uh, that affected
1: it last year, and I think it's still affecting it. So, going a little bit more about that. What are you thinking with that?
0: Well, the the fact that, like, people are kneeling and doing that stuff during the national anthem, I think... That the, the social issue there with the disagreement between pretty much two sides where it's uh, it's a good thing that they're doing or it's a bad thing that they're doing, people that are thinking it's bad are definitely not watching it. Um, I've, been on, I've been on Reddit and a few other sites where fans are just like, I don't want to watch them anymore just because they're doing that. Uh, do I agree with that? No. But it is a factor in it. Uh, another factor is, I think, the whole concussion thing. Uh, people are seeing now that football is a very very dangerous sport and it always has been but it's never been this exposed
1: right it's never been so open to the public like hey this can happen to you if you play football
0: yes and I think there's there's less kid I, th- I think it's there's less kids playing so there's less kids interested in football uh, do I think it's gonna be it's gonna die out no um, there are gonna be people like you me. Uh, and uh, many other people that are still going to be watching, regardless of these issues. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the game being long. I think college go- college games, I believe, are statistically longer, which is part of the reason why I actually don't watch as much college as I should. Um, I, I shouldn't say as I should, just because uh, that I want. Because when it gets down to like the final four minutes, and also. And also, most games are just blowouts in college Especially now. Especially at the beginning. Especially at the beginning of the year, yes. Um, so, I don't. Th- I think those are definitely big factors in it. What would you say for it?
1: Uh, I would definitely agree with you along those lines. Definitely, something I didn't think about before is the concussions and the CTA. I do think the politics have a lot to do with it. I feel like now, when I'm hearing about the NFL, I'm not hearing about the game. I'm hearing about the politics, the and, social issues, uh, the suspensions—that's
0: yeah. that, that's a big issue with the like,
1: cases. I'm not hearing about the game itself
0: when like people talk about it, like on Sports Center. Like it's it's crazy how like Sports centers is such a big political thing. Uh, one one thing that um, I don't agree on everything that uh, this guy Ben Shapiro says. Uh, he's definitely a right wing uh, podcaster. Uh, one thing he does say though. Is he, he stopped watching Sports Center because he wanted he wanted something to get away from politics, uh, kind of just like a gateway out, just so he doesn't always have to think about it. And now that Sports Center and ESPN, all these things are now becoming these political things. It's not escapism anymore. He has to deal with it still.
1: No, so that's... I feel like now you maybe get two three highlights, mm-hmm. and then it's look at this story about this political thing. Look at this thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Look at this thing with the kneeling during the national anthem. And the
0: the problem is they have to talk about this, though, during those shows. And unfortunately, I don't think it's helping. It's taking away
1: from, again, what it started at. The wide world of sports. The sports 24-hour sports network. Not the 14 hours of sports, 10 hours of politics sports network.
0: Yeah, so But I, I
1: definitely think that, you know, that has a lot to do with it. I'd say a lot with the politics, the CTE. The games have for me haven't been too eventful yet. Yeah, I, I will say that. I mean this, Most of the games have been a blowout. There hasn't been a game where it's like, Oh my god, I gotta watch the last two minutes of this game. Arguably the only one that was close for me in you know, a personal factor was that Eagles Redskins game because the Redskins had the ball and or outside, right outside of the two minutes, and had to go downfield. But I haven't really seen, to me, some games that'd be like, oh my god. I, I think I think, I think
0: another thing is is kind of kind of going off that people's expectation of like certain teams being perfect.
1: Uh huh. Look at the Patriots.
0: Like the Patriots, the uh, the Steelers, like those teams are definitely not perfect, and the expectations for certain teams are so high that they can't be reached. And the expectations for a lot of teams are just so low that like that, that, what's the point of even watching them? So I think those are definitely big factors in that. Good question there, Feds.
1: All right, hit me with yours. All
0: right, so my questionable call of the week is which is a better Iron Man streak? Was it Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns having ten thousand snaps in a row for ten plus years? Or was it Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive games over 16 years of 2,632?
1: Very, very spicy. Spicy team.
0: What do you you think is a more impressive Ironman streak?
1: I would honestly, for the fact of what we were just talking about, I would have to go with Joe Thomas for this fact alone. We were literally just talking about the physicality and the dangers of football. Yes. The physicality of it. The fact that he didn't take any injuries and took 10,000 snaps That's, over 10 years that
0: that is not true he he's apparently been injured in games where he's actually torn like mcl and still has played i think like the last last uh game of like the 2012 season mm-hmm. uh, he it's, tore something see and- for
1: me that makes it even that makes it even more impressive for me like you can't take anything away from cal ripton jr that is still the most impressive baseball streak i've ever seen and Cal Ripken I mean you can't take anything away from Ripken
0: and during that time uh, going to physicality that was definitely a more physical time in baseball than it is now so i mean there's that but i i kind of agree with you i think joe I'd thomas is, joe. i mean the the fact that like he has to take hits every single time he plays or every single snap uh compared to cal ripken maybe has to dive for a ball every four plays
1: Correct. And yeah, take... then, you know, we'll get hit by a pitch every once in a while. Yeah. well, I mean, I we'll mean, I have think... a collision at the plate every once in a while. Joe Thomas is getting hit every snap. There's, so, phys- there's some type of physical contact.
0: I think that's a more impressive streak. Uh,
1: Spicy, though. Yeah,
0: glad, glad you like that. All right, let's, set, let's end this up, man. The final drive, the final drive every week, mm. we kind of do our, like, quick snap, what we think was big this week, what – we thought was interesting but didn't necessarily, we don't think that necessarily is a big thing that we need to talk about every single time. Uh, let's start it off. I'm going to start off. I'll with, let you take the first two. Okay, sure. The first two. Uh, first, the first race of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs was this past weekend where they went to Chicagoland. Martin Truex Jr. won that race. He is also currently the points leader. He started off with the points about, like, Seventy points, not in the in the bank, not ahead, but in the bank. He has now significantly increased that. Uh, Jersey boy, Jersey boy. It would be great to see him, or say like Kyle Larson wins it. Still cheering for my boy Kurt Busch, who's still in the playoffs. Hopefully he he pulls something out of his ass and gets up there soon. Go Chase, go. And next, the GGG versus Canelo fight
1: unfortunately missed this in Seattle but I know that you had seen it
0: All right, yeah, I went over to my, my buddy Brooks's house great fight it was a really good fight uh, people were saying it was going to be better than the McGregor Mayweather fight, it was for boxing standards, it totally was the only problem was that it ended in a draw when it shouldn't have ended in a draw and it was, I, everyone is saying pretty much it was complete bullshit, which it wasn't that it was a draw GGG definitely won that fight it was close, but GGG definitely won that fight, and it also has caused the judge that made it a draw step down from his post temporarily uh, for making a no contest. And people want him, people want him out of that role completely, not just stepping down temporarily because he was able to do it on
1: his own. How much zone. of a hit do you think boxing takes after the McGregor Mayweather fight? Do you think it, ta- well, you no, think that, it takes? Well, no, that's the first
0: off. Well, I, I think you said that wrong. The McGregor Mayweather fight brought
1: it up. Yes, it definitely. brought everyone's expectations that's what, up. That's what I meant. So I'm sorry if I meant to, if yeah, you, the. Yeah,
0: you but know the I mean. the GGG fight versus Canelo, it it brings back the stigma of the problem with boxing, and the fact that just there's too many ties, like there's too many no contests, there's too much po- politics in this type of fighting and boxing that causes people like the judges to screw up like this. So I think I mean I can't I can't wait for the rematch if there is even gonna be a rematch. I really hope considering it was a no contest, it was a great fight and I would love to see Canelo come back even stronger. Because I mean is getting up there, he's like 35 years old. Yeah. But he's still a great fighter. I think he, even in like a year if this were to happen like a year or so later down. Line, can still take it to Canelo. Uh, so that's, that's my, uh, my file drive on that. Which got
1: Cheeseburger Eddie. Cheeseburger Eddie Lacy was a healthy scratch for week two of the NFL, and he actually came out today in an exclusive interview about his struggles with his weight, saying apparently he was called Chinese food in places he's been before because he loves Chinese food so much. But he had talked about with Twitter, once again, the theme today, social media that it seems like every single time he tweets something, like he can tweet a great result today by the Seahawks, and people reply to him, you're fat.
0: Yeah, I mean. And
1: he said about it's getting to him, and that's maybe why he's having these weight problems is because literally everywhere he goes, people are calling him, like me, calling him Cheeseburger Eddie and giving him crap because of his weight. But also at the same time, you're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to stay in shape.
0: Yeah, I mean, just for some people, it's hard.
1: I you, know. you 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 offer me a hundred thousand dollars to lose thirty pounds, I'd do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely do that. But I mean, different people have different yeah, well, standards. Millions.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But uh, I, I I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I agree with you. I mean, come on, man, it's your job. You gotta, yeah. you gotta do your job. Uh, next, uh, the Ball family. Uh, has a show now on facebook called ball in the family they
1: always find a way back into our show
0: they always find a way uh i have not watched it and i don't know if i'm going to watch it Um, i have definitely big problems with uh the ball family uh but i mean it is still thought-provoking maybe i actually will eventually watch it because i think the episodes are probably only about like Minutes all August, so. If you've
1: been listening to this podcast over the past two months and you don't know our opinion on the Ball family yet, you haven't been listening that listen well. Listen
0: back. <laughs> listen back. Listen back. What you got next?
1: Uh, up next, we have Ric Flair's is in recovery after being put into a medically induced coma and vows to never drink again after many, many years of alcohol abuse and alcoholism. What do you think of that?
0: Uh, I, mean, I mean, good for him to kind of like come to the realization of that. Not, it's for people, it's so hard to overcome alcoholism. Uh, it's just unfortunately that it had to come to this, to different organs kind of failing for him, that he, he stopped, he's putting down the bottle uh i hope i hope and pray that he'll be good and he, going back to 30 for 30s i like they're coming out with a 30 for 30
1: for rick Flair, and i can't wait to watch that one yeah, that'll be a good one what yeah. got next the
0: LA united hosts the highest attended mls soccer game in league history with seventy thousand plus filling the mercedes-benz stadium for their match with Orlando City.
1: And then the Chick fil A was open. It was on a
0: Saturday. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey. But, yo, the, the one clip, we should probably pull that up uh, and uh, play that right now of the chant that they were doing. It was incredible. That ATL? Yeah, man. Play that right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll hit that real quick.
1: down in atlanta they're a successful team they're probably going to be in the playoffs they went the opposite of expansion teams in the past like new york city who even though i love new york city who pulled in older international european superstars they went and found young exciting superstars in Mm -hmm. south america who are really really driving that team and they have a dedicated fan base the fact that they're able to put 70,000 people in that brand new stadium is fantastic Speaking of soccer, the greatest soccer competition other than the World Cup is back in our arms as the Champions League is underway. All the top teams, all the top club teams in Europe playing against each other once again. Tottenham Cruises. Thank Cruz. I just like to say Cruz because I like to pretend like they're the greatest team in the world even though I'm in a bad relationship with them right now after tying Swansea. Tottenham defeats Dortmund 3-1, a big win for them in the group of death that includes them in with Real Madrid. Chelsea Cruz to a 6-0 win. United defeats Basel. Manchester City wins. The only English team to draw their first match was Liverpool with Sevilla, but Sevilla is also a very, very strong opponent, so nothing against Liverpool. For once, all the Premier League teams have done well in the Champions League. While Arsenal is nowhere to be found.
0: Next. Enjoy your
1: Thursday <laughs> nights, you scumbags.
0: <laughs> Next, um, Mike Francisco will be leaving WFAM December 15th. He has had one of the most incredible runs in radio. Again, going to the 30 for 30s. It was a great episode of that for Mike and the Mad Dog. It was very fun to listen to that again. I haven't listened to Francesca very much in the past couple of years, but I do remember listening to him a lot when I was a kid, driving to school or being around that in school for like uh, teachers listening to it. Uh, definitely huge, 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 huge uh, inspiration. Um, don't always agree with him. Actually, a lot of times I don't don't agree with him, but I like the way he always came off. So. Cheers off to him. Congrats on your career. Congrats, Mike. Great great career. What you got next for us?
1: And lastly, a youth soccer coach from Fairlawn, New Jersey has been suspended, fined, and charged with assault by the Northwest Bergen Soccer Association for headbutting the opposing coach during an altercation at the end of a nine year old's soccer match. Jesus Christ. He was he sent the coach to the hospital and a nine year old child was also sent to the hospital because the coach apparently hit him while the fight was being broken up. Oh my god. By the kids. The nine year old kids had to break up the fight between the two adult soccer coaches who were both forty and fifty years old respectively. Who's the children as well? Yeah, man, Literally doesn't that it literally just yells, kicking and screaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. But
1: get well ferrell in there. Okay, gets Mike so, but real, you, you guys know again. I'm an avid soccer fan. Love watching the game. What is the deal with headbutting? Yeah. One like there's no the, instead of punching or anything like that. The all brawls you see, there are two things they resort to in soccer: headbutting and biting.
0: Well, I mean that most of them don't use their arms or their hands, besides the goalies.
1: Very. But still, it's like. Yeah, have you ever gone to a little fight or a scuffle with your siblings as a kid? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's all. I've, got. I've never seen a soccer game have a brawl. It's either a bite or a headbutt. And, uh, uh, and if you're a Brazilian, and, and if you're in Brazil, sometimes they're stabbing. Yes,
0: yeah, I was about to say is a, a little different territory for that, but yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate that. I mean, I feel bad for the kids. Like that's such a bad influence. Like these people are supposed to be high influences on them and turn out to be low idiots the
1: kids breaking up the fight yeah nine year olds
0: but to end on that thank you guys for listening again uh if you could please like comment and subscribe to us we are both on soundcloud and itunes This, this episode will first be uploaded to soundcloud then to itunes and we're
1: officially back on the grind too i'm done traveling yeah man even unfortunately I love traveling. No more traveling for me for a while. So I'm gonna be back and ready to roll. All right, man. And I can't we'll keep wait for
0: it, it. Thanks again, guys. Again, I'm Rick. I'm Feds. This is the Wide Open Sports Cast, and you guys have a great morning, evening, afternoon, or night.
1: Except for you, Arsenal fans.
0: Can you believe these guys are our future leaders in America?
1: Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay that's
0: all, folks.